you've been looking for a podcast to help you transform your physical and mental one that'll shoot you straight between the eyes with truth and no bs helping you have the right mindset to accomplish things the iron will and fortitude to follow through with what you say you're going to do no excuses Mark owns martial arts schools, and after 30 years, he has some real insight for real talk, real life, real conversations, motivational, fitness, self-defense, weight loss, live from the Great 1-8. This is Real Talk with Mark Cox. All right, sir. Now we're live. Ah, very good. Hope everything's doing well. I'm looking forward to uh, our chat today. And so those that are coming on, we'll be having an audience as we as we continue going on as it'll continue to build. But today, uh, for replay purposes, I'm going to introduce Michael Matsuda. And uh, I just that is your last name. Correct. Right. Right. You got it right. Good. Yeah. And. So, Michael, uh, we're gonna, I'm going to let you go ahead and, and introduce yourself just a little bit more about, you know, where you're at exactly, where, we're, where you're broadcasting from today, and and a little bit about yourself, your family, and I'll let you go ahead and take the next few minutes and, and introduce yourself. <laughs> no problem. Thank you, Mark, for allowing me to be on here. It's uh, quite an honor. We appreciate that very much. Thank you for doing this. Uh, my name, again, is Michael Matsuda. I'm president and founder of the Martial Arts History Museum. The first, the one, the only museum of its kind in America, in the world, matter of fact. Uh, we are here in the city of Burbank. Uh, we are celebrating our 23rd year. Yes, we are an actual museum. We are a brick and mortar place. We started off in 1999 as a traveling exhibit. We traveled across the country. And then around 2006, we opened up a location in the city of Santa Clarita. And then we moved over later on to the city of Burbank. So we've been in this location about 12 years. So we are actual brick and mortar place, a place where people can come and visit and learn about the history of the martial arts. Uh, the museum isn't just, just about martial arts. It's about Asian art, Asian culture, Asian tradition, and how the positive influence of the Asian community have uh, had on America, the influence and impact it's had on America through film, through TV, and more. So it's a nice look at, at each country, where it came from. If you're studying a Korean art, it's good to know a little bit about Korea, the style, the art, the tradition, and how it influenced Korea, the martial arts, and how it came into America. So that's kind of what the museum is about in, in a quick nutshell. Uh, we do a lot of events here at the museum, uh, about two to three times a month, honoring people, uh, seminars, workshops, and stuff like that. But we also do a lot of outreach to the community. Uh, we do a lot of um, uh, blood drives. We have a big seminar coming up. We're going to be handing out stun guns to the uh, Asian community coming up in about a week. Mm. And a thousand stun guns. Uh, we do a lot of things to uh, have uh, clothing, you know, geese provided for the youth that can't afford it. And uh, so we do a lot of community outreach with the museum as well because we don't feel we should just be a place to come and look we should be involved with the community so we do that as well so we do a lot of outreach 
humanitarian outreach. Uh, as for myself, I've been studying the martial arts since 1967, which makes me a very old fart. <laughs> um, I started Kung Fu, then later uh, in 1967, and then Judo in 68. Very traditional. And then uh, I, I, I saw this guy named Al Dacascas was doing these great moves. And I said, that's it. That's the style I got to learn, Kung Fu. And that was it. I got hooked on Kung Fu. I've been doing Kung Fu ever since. So this is uh, my 50, 55 years in martial arts, I think. Something like that. Uh, and I mostly do Kung Fu. That's my mostly. I teach uh, Shaolin, but mostly monkey Kung Fu. I've been doing monkey Kung Fu for 45 years. And uh, that one I specialize in, and I'm the last teacher of that art left in America. Sad to say, you know, but uh, hopefully oh, people will really? learn from it. Yeah, yeah, I'm the last one, the last uh, grandmaster of the system. But my students will learn, and hopefully they'll pass it on to somebody else. But it's a very hard art to learn, and uh, most people don't like to learn it, you know. So that's just how it is. Did did you um when you when you say that uh, you you teach now? Do you have a school somewhere of yourselves? I just teach privately. Yeah, I just teach privately. Oh, a you're small a private little class. Yeah, a small class of about five people. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's it. No more. I'm teaching my people to, to grooming my people to carry on the art. Uh, they know now everything I know. And uh, so they're going to carry on the art. Wow, oh, that's good. That's good. Well, that's 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 what we all hope for, right? As things continue on. Some, right. Somebody will carry it on for sure. So let's, you know, I, I remember, um, I remember when you were first building this museum. Okay. So let's talk about, well, first of all, what made you decide to have a, a martial arts museum? Why'd you decide to do that? <laughs> That's a question I ask myself all the time. <laughs> no, you know, when I started the martial arts, um, it, what, you know, back in the sixties, uh, I was a little kid. And I got to grow up with all these guys. Benny Ukita's family lived two doors from me. So I knew their family. I knew Lily Ukita since I was 13. Uh, I've known the whole Ukita's family. I knew Gene LaBelle when he was wrestling. I was a little kid. We used to go watch him at the forum at, at, the, at the, um, the garden, Valley Garden here in uh, Sun Valley. And, uh, you know, I used to watch Gene. And I remember Fumio coming over. And I used to go to the Japanese uh, deer park and watch him and meet him there. And, and then the Tracy's. And I got to know everybody, you know, even though I, I was still a young person in the martial arts, I, I got to know them. I got to meet some of them, you know, which was great. I remember meeting Rocky Johnson's father, Rocky Johnson, the Rock's father. Very kind of me. Real cool, dude. Uh -huh. And uh, meeting everybody, you know, Bang Su Han, all these guys when they were coming here. You know, when they first came here, Arkwai Wong and all that. And and to me, it was part of my childhood, part of growing up. I got to know all these people, which was really cool. So when I uh, when the martial arts magazine started coming out in uh, 73, really before that black belt, but uh, Inside Kung Fu mainly in around 73, I said, that's it. I'm going to start uh, writing for the magazines because I love martial arts so much. So I did. I went back to school, got my journalism degree. Once I got my degree, boom, I started writing for the magazines, started writing for Inside Kung Fu, and then later Black Mountain wrote for them for about 20 years total of, mag of articles and all that. And that was a lot of fun to do. And then at the same time I was doing that, I had uh, still gone to college and learned how to design a magazine, do the whole process. And so I started my own little magazine called Martial Art Magazine. 
and I it was covering tournaments and all that stuff. And I had that for about four or five years. And someone made me an offer and I sold it. And then I said, you know, I need to do something that will keep our history alive, something that will keep martial arts better than a book, better than a magazine. And I said, a museum would be perfect. So I said, OK, let me let me see if everybody's going to support this, be behind this and will help me out. So I did. I talked to all my friends and everything. I borrowed all their stuff. And, you know, we talked about doing this. And I said, OK, before I even launch anything, before I take one step in calling the museum a name, I'm going to go back to school because I don't know anything about a museum and I don't need it to fail. So I need to go back to school. I went back to school. I got a business degree. I went back to go into marketing for another eight to nine years. I went back to every mm. university to learn everything about not only doing a museum, but doing a whole business, doing all the marketing, all the planning. I went to the American Film Institute and got uh, learning how to do editing and producing because I knew I'd do videos. I went to every school you can think of from programming to you name it, I had to do it to do a museum, not just a museum, but a whole business to make sure it succeed. Once I finished that about eight or nine years, then I said, okay, we're gonna call it Martial Arts History Museum. Farbors Ajak helped me launch it on the internet. And that's when we started doing um, the museum on the road right after that. But why right. I started it, yeah, I, yeah, I started because of history, you know, um, nobody was doing it. And nobody's going to do it. And I can tell you, nobody's ever going to do it. You know, people can say they're going to do it. And that's nice. That's good. I'm real glad for that. And uh, But to actually have a place and to actually do it is a, is a whole another thing. You can put it on the internet, whatever you want. But to actually do it is a whole another thing. And I thought it was important that we keep the martial arts history alive. And, and growing up with so many individuals and knowing them, you know, like, like the other day we were at, uh, Benny and I were at a party with Sensei Cecil Peoples, and uh, we were talking, and then they were talking about the fight, Benny's last fight he had at Las Vegas, and, and they were talking all about it, and they were talking to me like, like I didn't know, and I said, guys, I was there. I was there at the fight, remember? <laughs> I was covering it for the magazine. Oh, yeah, and I said, because I experienced that. I was part of that, so, you know, yeah. it, to me, it's personal as well, you know, but I think it's important that that we keep our history alive, and and so many people gave up so much and i remember these guys you know jamal bong sohan was driving a cab to keep that place alive you know for a while but you know to have that personal touch with it as well as it's been part of me growing up since the 60s i thought it's important that we have something here to to give recognition to the martial arts uh something to give back to the martial arts and what better way to give back than to keep the history of the martial arts alive than a museum Sorry, I talked too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I remember I was so I remember the the first time we saw it, we were at the I think the Maya show is when the first time I saw it. And I remember you setting up kind of a uh, panels. Um, and, you know, that was your it was like a traveling museum, like you said. Right. And it was right. You get to kind of walk through and you and then you had this this uh, this this vision of having, you know, as you as you start ha having um uh, you know, a museum that you can have, have a home for. Right. Right. I, I remember, right. I remember it totally when it was, when it first came out and I thought, wow, that is pretty, um, that's, that is pretty awesome because there is a lot of history that goes in and there's a lot of history that about, uh, 
you know, the old from Bruce Lee. Now you said something interesting. I didn't know that you wrote for, uh, the Kung Fu magazine. You said you did that oh, yeah, for yeah. a long time. Yeah. Mark so, Stewart was the editor of black, uh, inside Kung Fu. And he's my first article is in 1983, 10 years after Bruce Lee. And my first article is a cover story. I interviewed Danny Rosanto for that. But uh, yeah, I wrote for both of them. Black Belt, Inside Kung Fu, Karate Illustrated, and Kick yeah. Illustrated. So here's the, so it, it's it's interesting. I, I probably should make my ways, in case everybody doesn't know, you know, this is in Burbank, California is where your, the museum is. And I, you know, we had, I, I a friend of mine had a friend who was very much into Kung Fu, as a matter of fact, um, made his own dit to jow and all this kind of stuff. Oh yeah. And, uh, and he has got boxes full of inside Kung Fu. I mean, probably every, every single magazine from the time, I, I, I don't know. And I got them in boxes and it's like, I don't know. I guess the museum, I guess there's certain, I bet you there's certain, some of those magazines that, that probably have some stuff in it. That's, that's pretty vintage. And you'd probably know that. I should probably just bring that stuff to you over there because it's just sitting here in boxes. I bought it from them because the family needed some money. And uh -huh. uh, maybe I should just bring them over to you. Maybe there's something in there that's uh, of some kind of value. I don't know if you – I mean, I got every it, – and it, it's all kung fu. It's all uh -huh. your stuff. You know what <laughs> I mean? So, um, yeah, I've, yeah, I just got that probably a, a, a few months ago. Oh, that's so funny. You know, Mark, um, we get – about a box of magazines every three or four months. Uh, people call us all the time and they say, we've got boxes of magazines, Inside Kung Fu, Black Belt and all that. And we don't want to throw it away, but it's been sitting in our garage for 20 years and mm -hmm. we don't know what to do with it. And, and, and I said, well, bring it here. You know, bring it here. Uh, we can't give you money, but we'll give you a tax deduction. That way you can take it right. out on your taxes. And they bring it here, and we got a whole bunch of them here, and we do several things with it. We we get if we can, they're still alive. We get the the people on the covers to sign it, and we auction it off to raise money for the museum. So sometimes we do that. Sometimes we sell it here, literally right at the museum. So we have, uh, and we use a lot for archives. Believe me, we have every issue times four <laughs> of uh -huh. magazines. But uh, it's just, uh, we are very happy to welcome the magazines here. And uh, again, we'll give you a tax deduction and all that. And at least you'll have a good place. We, we scan, we try to scan them all. We're really trying to do, and that's our, our big project that we want to do is scan every issue. And that way, make it available online for everybody. That's, that's another project. That'll yeah, take a while. Yeah, that's, but that's yeah, our that goal. Sounds like yeah, that sounds like quite a project for sure. Yeah. So uh, in <laughs> bring case them here. <laughs> right. So in case people don't know, too, you're you're actually broadcasting from the museum. So you can see some of the weaponry in the back of uh, right behind you here. And uh, so let's talk about some you of your go. most. Yes. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. See that? Look There's that. a little view of it. Yeah. There's a little view of it. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about hours of it. So when 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 is when are people allowed to come by? When when do you actually have the doors are open for the museum and stuff like that? Uh, the museum is open Thursday through Sunday, four days, eleven to six. Thursday through Sunday. And then there's times then I guess if you have like a a field trip of sorts, let's say that you can make that available for schools. Is that correct? Right, right. You know. 
we do have a lot of schools come to the museum, mostly home schools and uh, karate schools, martial arts schools. Mm -hmm. And we try to set them up on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, or on the weekends early before the museum opens. Uh, so that way we can, it'll be just for them. The tour takes about an hour and they, we go through the tour and we do a scavenger hunt. The kids have a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great museum. The kids really enjoy it. We have a few animatronics in here, you know, cause, uh, it, we have my friends, myself from former Disney artists and my other friends are animatronic people. And we have a few animatronics in here, which kids enjoy, but, uh, you know, it's a fun place for kids to enjoy. Uh, everything is designed for both kids and adults to enjoy the colors, the design, the typefaces, everything, you know, it took a while to, to measure out people's, uh, time span that they'll read something or look at something or watch something <laughs> so we did that very carefully believe me we tested this out galore when we took it on the road so when we finally got the formula for it uh then we used it in the museum and it's worked out really good but yeah we do the tours all the time we give a special discount to every school that does a tour it's only if they bring a tour of a lot of kids it's only three dollars a piece it's usually right. five dollars a piece for kids and ten dollars for adults but we give it three dollars piece for everybody make it fun you know enjoy so you know i did that once before and um you know i brought my students there i think we've done it twice and you know what it's something i should be doing on a yearly basis now that i sit and remember it because i think one thing i remember about the museum is um you have different, you know you'll you know somebody my age right so i'm 61 so you know I, you're i'm gonna see that stuff from billy jack and, uh, you know, the green Hornet and, and that kind of thing. And that's going to kind of sark memories, but I, I think you have generations, right? So you'll have the nineties babies with, uh, the Ninja turtles and all that kind of stuff. And, and so there's something new as you continue to go on. Uh, I, I, I think for every generation is going to spark something. Right. Um, right. If I remember right. Correct. Yeah, you are correct. We try to hit every generation to the current generation as well. And uh, everybody kind of connects in certain areas. You know, some of the kids love the anime. Uh, other, depending on the age, love the Karate Kid. You know, every, there's something for everybody. And there's something different to learn. Because we add, you know, the, you know we're, uh, we have videos in each section. And in the videos, we put a lot of different stuff, you know, history of Japan, history of China. We put in the, the cartoons and the animation and we add all that. And a lot of the studios send us stuff as well, which is pretty cool that we put on there for everybody to enjoy. So there's something for everybody uh, to enjoy here at the museum. So what let's tell tell everybody what your most famous what what you what would be considered the most valuable maybe not even in money sense but the most valuable thing that you have that you feel that you have in the museum oh that's a good question it's a question i get asked a lot and you know every piece of the museum to me is is very special everything in there so i have to say of all the items we have to say and people will go no but it to me it's the journey has been the most precious thing of the whole museum you know, uh, to us, everything here in martial arts world is precious. You know, from Billy Jack's hat to Karate Kid stuff. I even have a 100-year-old kendo gi in here. And we have a lot of different stuff and people enjoy. And it's precious to us. If you're going to sell it out in the street, you probably won't get much for it. But for us, it's, it's like gold, you know. 
and these items. Mm -hmm. Oh, I grew up with that item, the flying guillotine. Oh, there it is. You know, it's all very cool items. But for me, uh, everything here is is wonderful and precious. But to me, the journey has been the most precious item of the whole museum, uh, of what it took, the friendships we made along the way to get here. To me, that's the most precious thing of the whole museum. And so you've got to you've got to see um, uh, your so, so you uh, fortunately we had some living legends that's still here. So what one thing I, I you're right, you mentioned the Billy Jack hat. I think that's what sticks in my head the most is that Billy Jack hat to to. You know, and I'm not sure people when I mentioned Billy Jack, I'm almost to the point where some of the parents nowadays don't know who Billy Jack was. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. that that really is starting to date you. And I tell them all all the time. I said, you know, that movie. I said, you can watch the whole movie on YouTube in uh, just the fight scenes, because because that's really what the movie's about is those fight scenes. And uh, the rest is kind of a commune, uh, you, you know. <laughs> and to know that he wasn't even the one doing that, that Bonsu Han is the one that did all the all the martial arts moves in it. Right. Um, I'm not sure people even know that. <laughs> no, but, they don't. you know, and when the one that played Billy Jack was, did you have any of these guys ever get to come? Do you have any memories of these guys being able to be at the museum before they passed? Has that happened on on any of your more? uh you know, knowing stuff that you have there. Well, you know, uh, martial arts movie stars usually don't come. You know, the the ones we get uh, in martial arts movie stars like Don Wilson and Cynthia Roth are here all the time. And Mark Dacascas and those guys are here all the time. And, uh, you know, we have Cynthia's Rothrock's uh, uniform on display and we have a nice big picture of her and same thing as Don Wilson and, and those legends, Benny Ukitas. But as far as... Um, uh, the older legends, uh, well, Leo Fong has been here before he passed, Richard Bustillo. And we've had, we have, the one thing we have here at the museum that I, I really love is the days we honor people. Uh, they are not days of just saying, oh, how great you are and how this and that. What is it? it it's a day that we say it is your students and your friends and an opportunity to say thank you for, for teaching us. Thank you for being part of our lives. And that's what it's about. It is like a memorial before they passed away. While they're still here, that people can say thank you for teaching me and thank you for, for touching my life. And that's what it's really about. And we've had many pioneers that we've honored. Uh, John Natividad, uh, Leo Fong, uh, Richard Bustillo, uh, James Ebrow, many pioneers who have been here. We had the days for them. And then they've all you know passed away now, but at least we had the day for them honoring them so while they were here, people got to say great things about them and how much they meant to them. And it was very, very touching thing. I remember when Richard Bustillo died, the next morning, the family called me and thanked me for having his day a few months back. So, you know, that while, while he was still here, people can, can, you know, have that celebration for him. And so those pioneers, uh, we try to, to honor them in some way. If we, we try to get the artifacts, you know, that's another subject. We try to get everybody's uniform we can. We really do. It's a hard thing to do. We try. But uh, at least a lot of them have been here. The pioneers have been here. And we're able to acknowledge them with a day for them. And the, at least they had that. And that's, I think that's pretty cool to do. They had, they had, uh, we, you know, when I remember we did this for Mr. I too, Mr. Chikau. We did his, 
a day for him too. Right. And I always thought that that was something that, um, you know, it was, it was great, right? It, it, it brought some revenue into the museum and then it brought recognition to those days and, you know, all his children and stuff were there. So we've always had that. Uh, I, I think Mr. Far and Mr. Farbors had an online magazine at the time too. And right. He would make uh, a cover of that. I'm not sure if he's still doing that part of it or not, but no, um, no, I, I did the magazine. <laughs> oh, you did the magazine. Is that, was I did that the you? magazine for Farbors and I owned the Marshall Info together and I did the magazine. Oh, oh, you did the magazine. You guys still have that as part of it or no? No, no, we don't even have it anymore. Yeah. We already closed up Marshall Info. Uh, uh, too many out there and it wasn't bringing in anything. So we just closed it down. That yeah, was a man. while back. Yeah. But you guys had, man, you guys had a ton, ton of, of, uh, people on that, but I guess, oh, yeah. uh, uh, I guess the, um, I guess that, I guess, you know, all good things come to an end. I remember when that started, that whole yeah, thing started, yeah. right? Marshall oh, yeah. Info. But it, it certainly had a lot of info at the time. And oh, I don't know, yeah, that, it, it so probably, much. you know, probably had probably helped uh, at least launch a little bit of the, of the of the museum. But I guess you're right. You know, you can have something as big as that, but if it's not really bringing in revenue and, and it's costing you money to, to keep it going, what's I mean, what's the use of it at that point? Right. right it's not a good, right. you know, you already have a labor of love, I think, in the museum. You know, it's not. uh it's not bringing in Bentleys and uh, Lamborghinis by any means. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, you know, I know it's a labor of love when you, when you guys are, are doing that. And so I, I thought that, uh, when you, well, what's the most, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say who's the most famous, right? I, I, that's not the right word I'm trying to look for, but the most recognizable, that you've had their day that they've been able to come down here. You know, you've had Benny, correct? Benny uh -huh. Akitas. Right. Um, you know, you've had, uh, and who's your other most recognizable that you've had that's been able to come down there and, and recognize that? Did Don Wilson have a day? Yeah. Don Wilson had his day about uh, a month ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don Wilson had his day. Cynthia Rothrock had her day. Uh, our biggest day has been Cecil People's Day. Cecil Peoples, a great pioneer, and we had uh, double the amount of people than any other time was his day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's a cool cat, man. I, I mean, I've known yeah. Cecil for uh, for such a long time. I mean, I was doing all his tournaments back in the day when it was uh, when he was doing his tournaments on a yearly basis, too. And yeah, right. I don't know anybody that doesn't know him. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know. And he's, and, and he's been, he's been quite a, he's been quite a beast in himself, you know, suffering some health issues that he fights his way right through. And so, you know, it's, it's, it, it doesn't surprise me that, that he's, uh, that he had the biggest day by any means. And I know that Mr. Rich Cow, when we had him there, I mean, he had a lot of people there that day too. And, uh, you know, I told you before I said, yeah, I thought. I got an email from you guys too, right. To do this. And I, and I tried to talk to you about this. So, you know, other martial artists that are going to listen to this, um, you know, so you sent me this invite, right. To have uh, a day for myself. Right. And I was telling my, my, my students about it. And I'm like, did, wouldn't you guys call Mike and, and, and set this up, you know, cause I thought one of them did that, you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And then it, I think it's just uh, what happened is you, you're the one that reached out to me. Right. And 
how, you know, and I think I told you I had a private conversation with you. I says, man, that's hard to promote yourself and to do something for a day. You know uh -huh. what I mean? Yeah. That's a hard thing. I cannot possibly be the only one that has had that conversation with you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, you know, again, you know, the days to me are the most special thing of the whole museum. Um, it's our chance to say thank you. The museum's chance to say thank you and give recognition. You know, so many people, they're great martial artists out there. And, and people have students that they have changed their lives, you know, brought them confidence, uh, help them, you know, become business people, help them grow up, you know, or help them against bullying, you know, as well. And it is our chance to say thank you to that individual. You know, you can, you know, it's like when, when you, you're a teacher and then years later, your student comes back, you know, years later to thank you, you know, and that, that, that feels real special because thank you for changing my life. Well, this is that right. opportunity, you know, because like when we have Buxom Kong Day, people flew in from all over the place to give their, you know, it might be the last time they'll ever see him again, but to, time to say thank you. Thank you for being in my life. And that's what it's about. And it's a very special time, very touching time. Uh, I think it's one of the most exciting times we have at the museum. And that's what, what it's about. People's opportunity to give their thanks. It really is about, it's not... It's not about uh, promoting that person and lifting that person and bragging about that person. It's about uh, giving thanks to that person to how they change people's lives. And that's what it's about. And, and, and it gives people at the school and friends and everybody the opportunity to come back. You know, you've trained years ago, come on back. And this is your one last time to say, give your thanks, you know, to, to, to show your respect while they're still here because you know we you know, when they pass away nobody's gonna you know you're gonna be gone and you're not gonna yeah. hear all the wonderful things that people have to say about you and right. and having <laughs> the museum there it is you know i, I look at i look back and people are gonna think it's corny one of the, the the reasons i started this is uh it was a little house of the prairie okay remember that show I totally remember the, it there was one episode and Helen Hayes was in it and one episode that something they thought she died, something that happened and, and, and she wasn't, she didn't die, but they had the funeral for her and she was alive and she went to her funeral and there was all the people, her relatives, the great grandsons, everybody that she had never seen or hadn't seen since they were little kids were all gathered there. And there she was in the back crying. And, and Michael Landon was there and says, don't you want to tell them that you're alive? And she goes, no. And then finally she revealed that she was alive and they were all upset. And she says, look, I'm still here. While I'm here, I got to see you and meet you. And when I'm gone, I'm not going to enjoy any of this, you guys coming here. And I thought that was, you know, real touching to me. And I said, you know, we have to do something like that when, People are still here and they can say thank you that you haven't seen your students in 20, 30 years to come back and, 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 you know, just be part of part of that person's life and what they did for them. So that's kind of the, yeah, one of I the remember many, that. Many you know, what's funny remember is I remember, episode? I totally yeah. remember because I think she was dying of cancer or something. Already. Yeah. Something like and that. And then she, she, that way her whole, her kids and everything came, came about. I totally remember that. And so, yeah, and I see that I, I speak about that often. I said, why do we waste time at a funeral telling everybody how great somebody is when they're not even there to enjoy it? You know right, what I mean? 
Uh, that's why I think sometimes the funerals more for those that are living than those that are dead. That's for sure. And, um, right, right. you know, so exactly. I, you know, I've always felt that that was a good, that was just a good, good thing. I remember, uh, calling you about Mr. Ichikawa and us doing one for him. And, uh, you know, and which was really cool because we still got that, you know, we got that magazine cover still up and, and everything else. And we, you know, he get to, uh, you know, his family get to watch and, Sometimes you don't really know when you're in the midst of it on how much work a martial arts instructor really does. I mean, you've been around for a while now, so you can see that, you know, I'm kind of a history guy. I like I like people when they study under me that, you you know, you have a, a little bit better understanding of, you know, what are you taking? What art are you taking and why are you doing it? And, you know, who? Who had it, be, you know, how, how many years ago was it and who was behind it? Because I've seen it so many times where somebody says, well, yeah, I take it. And I said, well, who's your instructor? I can't tell you how many times I ask people who their instructor is and half the time they're like, well, I, I can't remember his name. How do you <laughs> how do you not know that? I just I, I can't. It doesn't it doesn't resonate with me whatsoever. And, you know, you've been you've been seeing this uh, this trend now for a while. So what I mean, what is what is it that you've seen a little bit different? Now, as far as the martial arts world goes, as far as, you know, what it was back, back when, you know, you, you started in 69, I started around 81, 1980, okay. something like that. Um, what do you see as a difference in that? Yeah. 67, I started, I'm, a, I'm an older fart. <laughs> yeah. 67. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, a, uh, you know, the, that's really interesting. We have so many people that come. Like we had someone that says, oh, I take American Kempel. And I said, oh, okay, you are uh, under Ed Parker's system. They had no idea who he was. No idea. Uh, and they've been taking it for a few years. And they had no idea. And I, I recognized who one of the, their teacher was. But it's like, didn't you ever tell your students who your teacher was? And right. this is a, a common tale. A common tale here. Nobody knows past that their student, their teacher if they know their teacher. Some don't even know who their teacher is, but they don't even know one generation past. And that's kind of sad. You know, we do a lot of tours here at the museum. And I mentioned this many times before, and it's many, very enlightening as well. I, I ask the kids, you know, do you know this? And, that, you know, I do query them. And, and through all the tours, I've asked the same question. How many people know who Bruce Lee is? And not one kid has ever raised their hand ever raise their hand and if our most popular martial artists can't be remembered <laughs> how quickly are they going to forget every one of us you know and <laughs> and i think it's important that they see their roots and thank god we know our roots you know for those of us who have been doing it in a while we know who these guys are we knew who ed parker was we know who arkwai wong was we know who who Bang Su Han was and Fumio Dimura was and who, who these pioneers that we knew them. But unless we we tell them through the museum, uh, they're never going to be remembered. You know, uh, Benny Ukitas on Benny Ukitas Day said, you know, Michael, without the Martial Arts History Museum, I will be forgotten. All of us will be forgotten. And, and, and that is true. That is true. Because there's no other books. There's no other uh, museums. There's no other anything that will keep our history alive, period. Um, people always ask, you know, yeah. about the museum. I say, look, the museum is, is what we have to keep our history. This is it. 
if you're waiting for another museum, it ain't going to happen. You know, people can say all they want about another museum. It ain't going to happen, guys. Believe me, this is so much work. And 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 people say, oh, I'm open the museum. People are going to visit. <laughs> Visiting doesn't pay the bills. It's all the events, you know, our right. conventions, our days we have, all that. And and thankfully, you know, going to I had to go to business school, learn all this stuff to make sure this will keep running operational long after I'm gone. And that's the plan. And and to ha have a museum to keep our history alive is very important. And, and for kids to know that, you know, 100 years from now, you know, what happened in the martial arts? How did grappling start? How did Kung Fu come to America? You know, who, is, who brought, you know, Taekwondo to America? Who's Jun Ri? You know, um, we have it here at the museum. And that's what people can learn. That's what makes it kind of exciting uh, that people can learn that history uh, while they're here. And see yeah, their uniform if we got it. Yeah, that's so interesting what you said, too, right? So... Because even, um, I mean, the people that, that, that don't, don't even know, like, like you're mentioning June Ree, for instance, you know, and know that he was the one that came up with safety equipment, right? The June Ree, right. uh, safety punch, you know, the safety punch and, and for, for that. And, you know, what, what he was, what revolutionized, right? And if you didn't see it in the museum. I don't even know if people, yeah, yeah. What you say there is so true, you know. Even Benny, it, you know, when I talk to him, I tell people all the time. I said, you, you have no idea what this, this, this guy is the pioneer of American kickboxing, man. I mean, this is the guy that, when I was younger, I told him, I said, when you used to fight at Devonshire Downs in Reseda, outside, I'd come and watch those fights. I mean, those were outside fights, and those were the, you know those days of, you know, you know how kickboxing was back in the day, right? You had to have five kicks in a round and, oh, and yeah. you know, they wore the pants <laughs> and the black belt back in the day. I mean, you remember that? I mean, it was oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That you was know, great time. And, uh, you know, because of all that stuff, you know, eventually UFC has come around and then you see, you know, you know, the Gracie's have done a fantastic job at being able to know where the pioneer, I mean, cause every I mean, that's, Gracie is almost probably a bigger name than Bruce Lee. If you say Gracie Jiu Jitsu, people will know that more than they know Bruce Lee's um, uh, movies or whatever. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that what you're saying there is so true that it's, yeah, I don't know. I guess without your, without your, without your, your museum there, what, there's no other, there is nothing. I know that there's a sports karate uh, museum in in um in texas there's a thought of one <laughs> but it doesn't have an a, actual right place. it doesn't have a building right nobody for has it, you, you know, know we there are many people that try to start museums over the years you know this is not an easy thing to do it really isn't you can you can say you have a museum but if you don't have a museum it's not a museum guys it's like an online magazine you know you don't have a magazine guys it's online Everybody yeah. can do it. It's online. You don't have a magazine. Same thing. You know, this, you know, I, I know people, some people don't know me and that's fine. You know, I've been doing part of the martial arts for a long time. I'm not out there to get publicity. You know, I've been in magazines. I've been in covers, but I it's, it doesn't have a big thing for me. You know, I'm not there to be recognized. It's never been about me. The museum has never been about me. You hardly hear my name here at all or my picture anywhere here in the museum. It's about our history.
And I think it's important that, you know, people may be waiting on the sidelines and saying, well, hopefully, you know, maybe another museum will start or this company will start a museum or that's going to happen. And I can tell you right now, it's not going to happen. This is it. This is it, guys. We've been doing this 23 years. We survived 23 years. Uh, You know, we're here. You know, we're here. And we're keeping our history alive. And we've done it very professionally. As you can see, the museum is done very professionally. Everything we've done is very professional. And, and you know, we contact people. We're part of uh, associations. We're a recognized museum. We're a visiting place, a tourist attraction as well. And we're, we, this is it. This is going to be the only museum, period. And I think it's important that everybody should come along. Everybody should come on board. If, if the martial arts meant something to you, if it benefited you, if it helped you again about bullying and especially these big stars, you know, these big, huge martial arts stars who have done very well for themselves. And that's great. We applaud them. We were behind them. You know, I was buying every ticket to every Chuck Norris movie. I saw every movie. I saw Jackie Chan's movie. I saw them all, you know, and we supported them. We supported them by buying tickets and going to their movies and watching their videos and all that. So we were behind them. And I think it's important now, now that many of them have been very successful. I think it's important, guys. Come on. It's time to give back. It's time to give it back and give a little bit to help the museum and make sure we're going to be here for a long time. So that's that's what we're trying to do. You know, uh, it's great that people have an idea for doing a museum. I say, guys, let's let's focus on one. Let's focus on one. It's like when somebody has a candidate and they're running for office and they want to, you know, fill this one seat and there's five people running and, and we're going to we're going to take that guy's seat and whatever. And I said, guys, if you have five people running, you're not going to take the seat. Concentrate on one. You know, if you want to get rid of that person, concentrate on one person to get in this in the spot. And that way you have a chance. You know what I mean? So you can say all the museums you want. But guys. We're here, you know, 23 years. We're not going anywhere. So let's come on board and make sure this museum will be here when we're gone. Because when this museum is not here, nobody's going to remember anything. The Black Belt Magazine, Inside Kung Fu, anybody's gone. It's going to not only not even be a footnote in in somebody's book. You know, they're not going to remember any of us or anything we did or anything about our history without the museum. I say that with all sincerity. If people are waiting on the sidelines, it's time to get on board, guys. It's time to get on board. We do our best. We do our best to keep the history alive and be as accurate as we can. We're not perfect, but we do our best to keep it as as accurate as we can so people can enjoy and learn about the history of the martial arts. And I think that's important that everybody comes on board. And and instead of waiting on the fences, guys, it's time to come on board. It's time to come on board, you know. If every school, every martial artist gave one dollar, we'll be set, you know? (laughs) Yeah, you know, I, you know, that's so, that's, you know, each, I think that's why, you know, that's why I reached out to you to do this because, um, you know, we get pretty complacent, including myself, you know, we get pretty complacent. I remember being part of, uh, being part of, uh, a few of these, these events and, and raising some money, but, then again, if it's not on a, on a continual basis and, and you're not in, you know, and I've got a lot of schools behind me, you know what I mean? Uh, I've got a lot of guys that make a living from martial arts schools that are students of mine that I've just never thought about, e- even as you're talking about it, you, that it's true. I, you know, 
Uh, there's, I think we take everything for granted in life anyway, right? You know, there's a museum here, right, in in Burbank, and and uh, we can support that by making sure it stays alive. Because you're right, without you, without you doing it, you know, what else are we gonna, what else do we have? I mean, we don't have, we, you're, we don't have squat, man. We don't have nothing. Even some yeah. of the magazines are gone to the wayside. Even the way, uh, you know, we're lucky that Black Belt magazine's still around. You know, as I was at uh, Barnes and Noble and I was telling uh, my girl that I was telling Kat, I said, you know, I remember as a kid uh, on Van Nuys Boulevard, there used to be a magazine, uh, you know, where you can go in and get any magazines, oh, yeah. right? I right. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yes. You, you know what I'm talking about right there on Victory Boulevard and, right. and you can get any magazine that you can possibly can. And I said, man, this thing was, was chock full of martial arts um, stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has has Chuck Norris ever made it to the museum or not? No, not at all. You know, uh, the only thing we ever got from him was a letter of uh, support, and that's it. <laughs> we reached out to him galore, and uh, only his lawyer wrote back. That's about it. <laughs> but, you know, that's sad, uh, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's uh, that's that's a sad thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I, I I try I do my best not to say anything negative about anybody and uh because maybe one day they'll come on board and that'll be great if they do but you know it's sad to say a lot of these big guys who have made a career and done very well for themselves have never given a dime to the museum or ever visited which to me it's kind of sad to see that but i have to look past that i have to really look past that if i'm going to make sure this mm. works you know i, I it, it's been built by the whole museum has been built by the little guy, shall we say, as Cecil people says. You know, maybe the big guys, the big stars and all that will come along one day. But until then, it's been all of us, all of us uh, little guys, not big movie stars, have made the museum possible. People donating, schools donating. I know many people that barely make any money at all from their fixed income. They still are giving every month to the museum. And these big mm -hmm. stars haven't given a dime, but these poor people who barely make anything are still giving every month to the museum. So the museum is is built by us. Um, we are the pioneers. All of us who have donated and sacrificed and give all everything they can to make sure this museum is possible. Uh, to me, those are the real pioneers of the museum. Uh, they they made it possible. They made this a reality. We're here because of of us the little guys all of us everybody you included uh, all the little guys have have come and visited the museum and donated been part of our events and helped us out uh, all of these people have been the pioneers of the museum it'd be great to have the jackie chans come on board the jet lees and all these people who are very well off and it would be wonderful if they come on board and i hope they will but until then it's us it's us yeah you know it's yeah. us yeah so uh even yeah i agree i mean even the uh you know the cobra kai series and everything else i mean this uh you know it's the martial arts schools that that kept all that you know because we all saw it and then that's what we all wanted to do and then we keep all that you know alive as it is yeah it's true man I, it's true this is pretty uh i'm just i'm kind of rolling around in my head because i'm thinking you know i don't even think i've done it i, I don't think i've you know, even my influence, I, I haven't really used it to, to, uh, further, uh, that history there at all. I got to fix that. I'm going to fix that. I'm going to fix that as of today. Trust. Um, 
you know, to see. I think it's one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on because I, I'm not really sure um, even out of my own own schools on who's done that, because I think that tell me the other events that you can have there. So you have that you have the day. What else do you have? Is it is it built enough for for seminars there and stuff like that, too? Yeah, we, we have small seminars. You know, we have a lot of stuff. We have small music concerts, which is pretty cool. Uh, we have seminars, small seminars that we can do about 20 people. Uh, we have movie screenings all the time. Uh, we have parties. We rent it out for parties. We've done many parties back there. Uh, we do the honor days. We have a memorial coming up where someone passed away. and We're having a memorial here, and they rent it out to do that as well. So we do a lot of stuff here that keeps us busy. Uh, we also have uh, artists that bring their stuff, and we have easels all around, and people can enjoy their artwork. We have book signings here. We had a fantastic book signing for Hank Garrett uh, the other week. We were packed for a book signing. So we try to promote everybody's stuff. You know, We don't charge them for like book signings or anything like that. You know, We want to promote artists. We want to promote different things. So a lot of stuff we don't charge and uh, just so they can have it here. And uh, things like book signings or artworks or craft days or uh, paintings or photograph days and things like that. It just brings people in the door, you know. And we do junkets here. Like, like we're going to have our big seminar for the, uh, for the stun, stun device. We're going to have that. We're going to have giving those out. In the back, we're going to have a class on how to use it as well. So we mm -hmm. do a lot of different things here at the museum. We're open. We rent it out periodically. And that helps us bring funds. Sometimes we rent it out for for a few movies, but mostly documentaries. I'm afraid of the movies, they'll, they'll bang up and shoot everything. <laughs> but the documentaries are okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's quite, yeah, that's quite the thing. You know, I have my ver my first book coming out in January, oh, uh, January of this, of this year, I'm, I'm launching, it's called beyond the mat. And, uh, it's, it's lessons that I've learned past the mat. You know what I mean? And what I've taken on the mat and taken it. So I didn't think about that. You know, that's probably, one thing I'm going to do, we're launching it in Camden, New Jersey. That's where I'm going to first launch it. And then uh, maybe that's what we do. Maybe we come down there and do the book signing at the, uh, book signing at the museum. Because um, Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we have a lot of people, people come and do that. that. Yeah, it's a great time. Yeah. You know, people come. Sometimes they bring a little finger food. But it's a great time to talk about the book. And people uh -huh. come up and, you know, read it a little bit. And uh, they do very well here signing the book. You know, we don't take yeah. any portion of it. And yeah. uh, they, they sell probably most of their copies when they have it, the book signing here. So, yeah, I think cool. that's what I'll, I think that then uh, then, you know, I think that's what I'll set. You know, once it once it launches, maybe that's what we'll do here when I come back home and I'll have uh, instead of just doing it at my studios, I'll, I'll we'll make a day that we do it there. And then uh, that's where people, my students can come in and grab copies. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do. That'd be awesome. That'd be fun to do. Nice. Thank be you. Real fun to do there. So. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. The um, I think that uh, well, give the address out. Let's let's give the address out where you're at. Okay, let's the museum is located at twenty three nineteen West Magnolia Boulevard in the city of Burbank, uh, cross streets of Buena Vista and uh, Magnolia. Uh, our phone number is eight one eight four seven eight one seven two two. And our website is mamuseum.com. And that'll have a lot of stuff. We also have a YouTube channel where we do a lot of videos and uh, probably be informative on there. Uh, I put something out every maybe three days on the YouTube channel. We're trying to 
build that up a little bit and talk about history and fun stuff. And uh, we just started shooting our events here at the museum. We hadn't done that before. And uh, we're finally starting shooting them. So now we're shooting the events and putting it on YouTube for everybody to enjoy in case they can't be here. So oh, we just that's good. Doing that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's real good. So what what do you think that um, it when you speak to other martial arts school owners, Mike, what, what do you what do you what do you try and convey to them to um, to do that that they can do to help promote the history? And what you have, you know, as uh, uh, myself, a former school owner, um, I know how hard it is. You know, it is hard. It is hard running the school, and and if you don't have enough students, you know, you are struggling. You know, uh, mine didn't last long at all, but I understand the struggle. You know, I know what it. You know, it, it's not easy making funds, especially if you don't have a lot of students. And I understand that. You know, I completely understand that. But I think if if you're doing well. I think if somehow that maybe say, hey, you know, give a little, like we have one school, Tom, uh, um, not Tom Bloom School. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of the school. Forgive me at the moment. You know, pressure on the on the video. But uh, <laughs> one school, they, they come, it's a Hapkido school, one of our more students. And every year the kids do something to raise funds for the museum. We're going to do a kick-a-thon or we're going to do a push-up-a-thon or we're going to we're going to do something like the Boy Scouts, go to different things and get a little merit badge or something like that. that I think that sounds like that sounds like Dragon's Den. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think so. And they raise a little bit and and every year they come with a big check, you know, fake check, but, uh -huh. but they come with a real check. And this is what we raised all the kids and all the school. This is what we raised for the museum and which is very cool. So we give them patches or whatever for doing that. And I think that that's pretty fun because it's a little exciting. It's, it's doing something for something bigger than themselves and something they can always say, Hey, I did this little, little thing for the museum. I did all year long. I did raised, you know, $50 to the museum. Every kid raised, you know, push up day or whatever. And they raised a little money. So they had an event and they make every year. It's an event that they do. And all the kids get excited to do it. And one of them does it, all their black belts do it. You know, where they're going to get a black belt, they all have to go through this and, and raise a little money by doing the kickathon or whatever. And they all come and do that and bring a check to the museum. And it makes it special because it's, they're here at the museum. We take pictures with them. They have a lot of fun. You know, they bring their parents and friends and all that. And it's doing something for something bigger than themselves. And they could always say, hey, I did that for the museum. Like, uh, I, I, my school used to be in, in Hollywood, California, the school, one of the schools I trained, Silon uh, Pai Hungar. And, and I remember on work day, you know, I'd be there on work day, volunteer my time, and I'd paint the pillars and i paint all that on the outside. And uh, that's my job. I was painting. And then I go back even today, even though the school is not there, and I say, look, I was part of that. See that pillar? I painted that pillar. I was part of Silon <laughs> Pai of, of having the school, knowing that I was I made a little impact somewhere. And I can tell everybody that. And same thing at the museum. You know, every school will say, oh, we'll give, you know, every black belt or whatever, we'll get a patch, you know, if we do this or, you know, to help out and, uh, you know, do a little bit of this. Everybody gives a dollar or the school say, you want to give a dollar to the museum when you sign up? or something like that, you know, something uh, creative 
they'll, they'll get, we can, you know, we have little patches for the museum. We're happy to give those out, whatever we need to do, you know, and uh, something that makes it a little bit creative that they're doing something like uh, raising money for the Red Cross. I remember back when elementary school, we used to raise papers. So one day we'd gather all the newspapers and then we'd bring them to the school and we had the most newspapers there. You I, know, I remember class. that. I remember yeah. that. Yep. So to have that same kind of mentality, let's let's see how many we can raise for the museum or what we can do to help out, you know, the museum in some way to make it exciting and and like Don Wilson or Cynthia Rothrock and many other people said, hey, if you have a contest like that, we'll, we'll go over to them and we'll we'll spend a little day there, you know, an hour or so and say hello to the kids and take pictures and give a little talk or whatever. We'll do that to help the museum as well. So I think so uh, little incentives will help. How how is it that. How can you how do you promote somebody? Let's say, for instance, I can get somebody at your museum. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've watched the series Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Better right? Call Saul, uh-huh. Okay. The two brothers yeah, in Bad, there. That's right. Uh-huh. Right. The, the, you got two brothers that are really kind of bad boys, right? Mm-hmm. The two brothers that in Breaking Bad, you know, they're, they're, the, they're the killers that went and got everybody. Better Call Saul, you get to see their backstory right now. They're very prevalent right now. Well, both of those guys are tie boxers. I don't know if you know that. They're kickboxers. No, I didn't. And uh, they're, they're tie boxers. They fight. They fought in the ring. And they're very good friends of mine. They both train here at my school, and he trains people out of my school. And his name is Louis Mikado. And I know for a fact, if I asked him, he'd come and do that. He'd come and be a celebrity that day where people can come and meet him and take pictures with him. You know, because at Comic-Con, they do that all the time. And he would probably donate his time. So how do you promote something like that if we if we make something like that happen? Well, uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, you know, our biggest thing to do right now for promoting people has been our convention, uh, Dragon Fest. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's great to have people here and to have, we, we do a lot of promotion when we do have a star coming here. And especially when we have a, something in the back, like we did something for the Alray Network where we had all the stars of uh, several stars from one of their Lucha Underground was here, but they had a little, you know, they had a Q and a table we had here and it was packed out with people and we had a great time. And uh, they talked about who they were and people got to meet them and, you know, they had a following there and which was really fun. And that's good to do. Uh, we can do that uh, as well, but our dragon fest has been our big convention and that has probably brought a lot of people uh, a lot of stars that we have there and it's a great way to bring them all in one place and that way people can enjoy the whole day meeting all the stars and, and, at the convention and it's called so dragon you, fest right so yeah so let's let's talk about dragon fest now has that always been yours i mean it's been around for a long time and then it went away right and then are you the one that brought it back who are you the originator of dragon fest or no no gerald okamura gerald okamura started okay. dragon fest 1996 i believe I remember. Uh-huh. I remember. And he ran it for nine years. Yeah, I was there. I had a booth there. <laughs> ah. uh-huh. Fire and I own the, the website, Marshall, uh, dragonfest.com. And uh, we made the website free, you know, to help him out. And uh, and he ran it for nine years at the, uh, was all over the place. Then it ended up at the Glendale Civic Auditorium. And then uh, that was it. He ran it for nine years and stopped and never did it again. And then 10 years later, um, people kept bugging us to do it. 
bring back Dragon Fest. You got to bring back Dragon Fest, you know? And I said, okay, okay. After bugging, I said, I called Gerald and I said, hey, is it okay if we start, restart Dragon Fest? And he goes, you have my blessing. It's yours. You run it. You have my blessing. Because I didn't want to do it without him. You know, I wanted to make sure. I didn't have to have his blessing, but I wanted to. Because this was his baby, you know? So we restarted it. Uh, we've been doing it for about six years now. And uh, it's been going very well for us. We bring in a lot of stars to there. And then we raise it. It's probably our biggest fundraiser for the museum. So everybody comes to enjoy it. Our, we haven't had it one since the pandemic, but we do have one coming up on August 6th. Finally, after two years, we're able to redo Dragon Fest. But uh, yeah, with Gerald Okamura's blessing, we restarted Dragon Fest. And Gerald's there every year. We honor him every year. And uh, it was his baby. He started it. And so we hope we carry on his tradition by holding Dragon Fest. And, and it's a great way to help out the museum. And it's a great way to meet a lot of stars in one place. And that, that's really a big thing, especially when stars can chop on by. And, you know, it's kind of cool when you see them there. So it's neat. So do you do they do your do your celebrities have a booth for themselves or are they just kind of stopping by and you're and you kind of promote them or how does that work? Yeah, we have 80 booths this year. And yeah, celebrities all have their booths. Uh, we've already uh, we try to sell the booths as much as we can to vendors and stuff like that. But celebrities also have booths there as well. Don Wilson has a booth. Michael Jai White has a booth. Cynthia Rothrock has a booth. You know, many different stars all have booths already. So they're already set up there. But we get a, a few that walk in, which is kind of cool, you know. And usually they're really good about it. We try to give them a ticket to come on in, you know, so people are going to meet it. But a lot of them come to the front and say, no, 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 I'm paying the museum. I'm paying to get in. That's I, I admire that a lot. Yeah. And they, they come in and they just pay their way. And they just greet everybody while they're there, which is pretty good. You know, we had, uh, I think it was, was it Angel Cabales? I think it was. Uh, He's still alive, that, that, that person. I think so. Uh, forgive me. I don't remember the, all the names right now. But we had a seminar day. We had seminars the whole day at, at the convention. And there walked in, I think it was Angel Cabalas, pioneer. And, and everybody, you know, couldn't believe he was there. He just, just showed up. And I said, sir, would you like to do a, a little seminar? And he goes, yes, I would. And he, we did a, a seminar from one of the great pioneers of, of Kali who was right there. And we had... So, so many just come and just show up, and which is really nice. And they meet the guests, and I think that's a lot of fun. And I appreciate them doing that. Okay, so I yeah, so we'll we'll promote that a little bit more because that's coming up in August. So we still have some time right. for that promotion, right? August what? What's the weekend of that? August what? Uh, August six. It's a one day event this year because of COVID. You know, I wasn't sure if they because we we had it before and they closed us down. Of course. Uh, so so it's a uh, one day event. We wasn't sure. If we're going to be able to hold it two days. So we said, we're just going to get it for one day. And so we're jamming everything in there. All the seminars will be at the same day right there. They'll be free from Betty Ukitas, from Don Wilson, from many more doing seminars free of charge right when you come in the door. You know, so that's all going to be in one day. The seminars, the, the performances, the booths and all that great stuff. It's all going to be one day. It's going to be packed. It's going to be and a where's great time. That gonna, where's that, where is it located at? Is it at Glendale still? Yeah, we brought it back to the Glendale Civic Auditorium. Uh, Dragonfest.com is the website. And uh, it's a great fundraiser for the museum. All the money, 100% of the funds, all go to help the museum. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to we'll make sure we promote that out, too. And uh, 
And I'll speak off camera with you a little bit more about, you know, uh, Lewis and, and, and who I know in that world and, and stuff like that and see if, um, uh, what we can do to help out with that. Cause I, yeah, you know, yeah. We'd that. love to have a great time for them. We'd push it up, you know, meet so-and-so, which is kind of neat, you know, uh -huh. meet Ralph Macho if we can get him. You know, yeah. meet this person, we get them. And having those days uh, just to honor them or, you know, just to have them here for a little while or book signing or uh, photograph signing is, is a great thing. We'd love to have more of that. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk. I'll talk to Lewis today about that, and then I'll get with you a little bit off camera, and maybe I'll just meet you at the museum one day. I'm off to uh, to to Georgia on Wednesday. I'll be gone for the rest of the week, and then uh, maybe the week after I can make some time and uh, meet you over at the museum. We can talk a little bit more about this. Was that sound wonderful? Good? Love it. All right. All right. So we're yeah, we're about an hour in. I wanted to, you know, this was great. I think that uh, I think that you know, it, it sparked me a little bit more today just to have the conversation. Uh, this will be pushed out now, Mike. What will happen is people can always look at the replay here of what you and I spoke about. It will be downloaded. So the audio will be downloaded. Um, uh, for everybody uh, to they can listen on my regular podcast that it doesn't have to be video. So the audio thing will drop. I'll send that to you where you can send it off to the uh, to the museum for sure. Uh, if you want, this is also will be on my YouTube channel. So if that's something that you ever want playing or something like that at the museum itself, uh, you'll be able to get a copy of that and move and move it through that way, too. So people can get a little bit more history of what it was. Does that sound good? Sounds wonderful. And thank you for right. allowing me to be on here. Thank you. Yeah. Again, it's yeah, quite it an honor. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, it was really good, man. I really enjoyed it. All right. Well, you take care, man. You have an awesome day. We'll make sure that we have some visiting any of my other school owners that you reach out to me and we can make a, a museum day and, you know, we can have uh, different schools coming out and visit and, and let Mike do his things. Cause I, I, no one's ever done it with Mike, by the way, you, you kind of the one that kind of goes through uh, the, the whole, I've, I, anyway, you were the one there when we did it. I know that. So you, you're the one that kind of explains everything. This is where we're at. And it's, it was a fun time. I remember there being some kind of seating for a, a video of some sort too, I think. If I remember right, correct? Is that still on? Is that do you still have that portion of your of the museum? I, I can't remember which thing you're referring to. So you, <laughs> Sorry, I, it, it's a, a video. So you'd go through, uh -huh. and then you'd have them all sit down, and we would watch a video for a minute. Oh yes, oh, yes, we still have that. Yes, yeah, uh -huh. still have that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we change it all the time. Add new stuff all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I haven't been there. I haven't been there for a little bit, so I'm I'm sure that there's going to be some stuff there that I haven't that I haven't got to see. I mean, some awesome looking weapons, the history about different things. And you get to get to talk about those kids about history. You know, maybe it should be part of what I do as far as my black belt be, becoming a black belt. It should be something that we do. It's right in our backyard and we don't even take advantage of it. You know, I think about that right now, right? It's in our own backyard. We don't even take advantage of it. I don't even take advantage of the museums that we do have, period. I mean, the, the, the last one I went to was the Holocaust Museum. And that was a, a heart wrenching, heartbreaking uh, one to go through too. the genocide of what happened was just un, unfathomable, right, on what that was. So and uh, and then I'm going to get with you, Mike, I'm going to bring all the stuff that I bought for off this one one gentleman, because, you know, I'm sure that, you know, the, the, the Kung Fu world better than I do. You can get some guys signatures on those and if we can raise some money. I'll just donate everything I bought to you guys and you guys take it for what it is and. Oh, thank and go, you very go, much. go, go get after it, you know? 
Uh-huh. And, and you know, if you can, you know, I, I would like to to work together with the schools that we have because you know, you know how it is because of the pandemic, and and somehow figure out some way that we can share things together, if it, to promote the museum or if not to to help each other in different resources. You know, it's always mm-hmm. good to find other stuff like where we get our caps made or T-shirts made or something that we can all save money on together or something like that that would help everybody out. So I'd love to work with a lot of the schools. Maybe we can have patches for them for if they do an event and somehow we can connect with them with the museum and display the name of their school on our page or something like that. You know, something that we can get every school involved somehow and make sure the history stays, you know, part of our history. Yep. That sounds good. All right, sir. Well, we're going to branch off, man. I, you guys have a good day, and uh, this this will be uh, broad, This will be ready to go by end of day, and I'll, I'll send you links and everything, and you can share it. Sound good, Mike? Thank you very much. All right, man. Thanks, man. Thanks for your hour. We'll talk okay, soon. You take care. Bye. You've been listening to Real Talk with Mark Cox. Real life, real topics, real conversation. We're passionate about motivation, fitness, self-defense, weight loss and coming at it from a real angle we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show and we hope you had fun we know we did we'll be back soon but in the meantime hit us up on instagram and facebook at mark cox 100 make sure to subscribe and review and tell a friend or two about the show for more hit up the website at markcox.com. till next time keep it real